one sovereign. Did you open that without a bottle opener? Yeah. Did you use a lighter? Does yeah, it need a bottle opener? It does. <laughs> it's just like it was there with the lid on it, and then it was over there with no lid, and I was like, <laughs> wow, <okay>. magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of incredible. I watched a lot of, uh, like, Now You Can See Me and, like... To learn the tricks? Yeah, and then there's those two. There's the one with Hugh Jackman. There's the one with Edward Norton. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Prestige, which is a fantastic film. Yeah, super What a good. great movie. So much rewatch value. Yeah. And I uh, never saw The Illusionist. No? No. Is it good? I liked it. Should I check it, it out? It wasn't as good as Prestige. Like, I think Prestige was like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a really good one. Yes. But Illusionist was still good. I tend to like those kind of like magic. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like when it's a period piece like that, when people still yeah believed that it yeah. was magic. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's that's really interesting. The thing that I think the you know not the only thing that makes the Prestige so good, but what makes it so unique is that it has so much rewatch value. You want to watch it again and again and again, even though you only experience that big twist once. Once. But every time you watch it after, you're looking for all the little things yeah, that gave it away. Yeah, because there's things that they actually like have little nods to stuff. And you're yeah. Like, you start seeing that stuff. Yeah. And it's cool. It is. Wow, what a great movie. I think I'm going to watch The Prestige after this. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, we are continuing our lore series. We got, uh, I'm Kevin. We got Kevin here. And I'm Eric. I'm also here. You're, you're here. Present. We're, we're both here. Yeah, we're continuing our lore series talking about the novel Planeswalker, which is the second book in the Artifact Cycle. And we last left off talking about uh, where Urza was a few years after the end of the Brothers' War. And we also explained the origin of the, not the origin of the Thran, but a little bit about Thran society and the origin of Phyrexia and the Thran versus Phyrexia war. Now we're going to move on to the, the, the meat of this story. Before we get too much into the, what we're going to be talking about today, I just want to do a little disclaimer because the, this book is not told in a linear way. We get sort of present day and then we get the past. So yeah. what what we've done is we've we're going to tell it in a chronological way so we're going to go with the past and then we'll eventually get to the present day stuff. So what we're going to start off with here is um the character Zancha, where she came from and what her story is. And if you've listened to our episode on the deck tech that we did for Zancha Sleeper Agent, we did do a little bit of a um, lore on a Zancha. Bit of lore in the beginning there for that. Yeah, as we're want to do for commanders. <clears throat> And uh, we didn't get too much into the weeds for, you know, because we're talking about this. So we're going to get right into it with Zancha's origin. Like we said, we last left off with Urza five years after the Brothers' War ended. And he decided he's going to go and find Phyrexia and get revenge for what happened to Mishra. But he doesn't know where Phyrexia is. So he's just jumping from plane to plane. And uh, it's my understanding that you can, if you're a planeswalker, if you have the spark, if you have the power, you can just jump into, like, you can sort of just think about, it's like, I guess like Nightcrawler teleporting. You can just think about where you want to go or that you're going to do it. And if you don't have a destination, you will end up somewhere. You can't end up, like, in the void. Or like that movie with Hayden Christensen. 
Jumper. Jumper. <laughs> yes. I never saw Jumper, but I bet it was bad. Yeah, you're not missing. <laughs> oh, poor Hayden Christensen. It's not his fault. <laughs> right. So getting right into, uh, so about 300 years after Zantra was born or created in the Fane of Flesh, which is sort of like a uh, nursery for these uh, these creatures. Zantra was born a Phyrexian newt. It's a, it's a nursery for newts. Okay. That's, there we a, go. A newt Surrey. Yes. Perfect. Hey. On the plane of Phyrexia, of course, Phyrexian newts were designed and created to live undetected among humans on various planes throughout the multiverse. Shortly after a newt was fully decanted, their heart was taken out of their body and kept in the fane of flesh for the remainder of their existence. The faint of flesh. The faint of flesh, yeah, that's that's where they come from. It's like a big, gross building. I, I'm sure the the art has been depicted on some on some black cards. We'll have to find that. Yeah, that would be cool. I actually yeah. didn't, I didn't look that up. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to see what uh, the hearts of of a newt looks like, you can go and look up the card Heartstone, and that is what it what it looks like. Uh, also, Heartstone, great commander card. So the the newts are organic in composition but they can have parts removed from them and they don't die so they're not so they appear to be human but they're of course not human well yeah it's really interesting because like they literally don't have a heart they don't yeah 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 and it's uh you know like thematically that makes sense because they're like living uh, really, the, wherever they go, they're just living a lie, right? And they're yeah. they're they're relaying information back to Phyrexia on whatever plane they are, so that when Phyrexians decide to invade that plane and turn it into another Phyrexia or an extension of Phyrexia, then it's that much easier for them to do it. Right? What if they just put the recording device where the heart goes? That that'd be good, like a little audio cassette recorder. Yeah. <laughs> so many newts had no idea that they were that they weren't human, which is kind of crazy. Uh, they were to record their observations and send that knowledge to Phyrexia, as we said. And overseeing Zancha's group of newts was the inner circle member Gix, who was a mighty Yogmoth Praetor, and we all know all about Gix from the Brothers War. Also, it's, it, I just want to touch on how it's actually kind of crazy how <clears throat> the newts are kind of like deceiving always and like recording all that information. Yeah. But also they themselves do not know that they are a Phyrexian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would not be uh, – I would not be thrilled with that new information. No. If it turned <laughs> out I was a newt. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're um, – oh, I'm sure they couldn't like procreate with other humans. I, I wonder about that. Like if, yeah. if you like, you know, you're going, you're living a life. But they also don't age too. So I think they're also sort of programmed to once they've lived in a certain region for, for a long enough period of time, they, they, they got to leave. It's yeah. like that movie Death Becomes Her when they take that like youth serum. But then when they live somewhere too long and they haven't aged, people start to get a little suspicious. Like if somebody doesn't look any difference after 10 years, you're kind of like... What's going on with what's going what's, on with you? Uh, what's, uh, what's yeah over there? Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a little strange. Yeah. So uh, Zantra was sent to the first sphere of Phyrexia, the least dangerous of the nine spheres, and was taught how to survive on the plane she would be sent to. While training in the first sphere, Zantra disobeyed her masters and was re- repurposed into what Phyrexians called a dodger. So she didn't follow hmm. the rules. So then she's a dodger. She got she got demoted. So she's not going she's not going anywhere. Well, and anywhere nice. 
Uh, a dodger was just one part of a Phyrexian excavation team that would travel to other planes in search of metal and artifacts that could be used by Phyrexia. Hmm. Because Phyrexia didn't have any metal deposits. At all. At it's all. It's just a metal plane. Yeah, but yeah. they want the metal. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, not a all. great plan. Uh, these excavation teams were seen as completely expendable. Most of the Dodgers, uh, most of all the Dodgers, because their job was to disarm and dismantle artifacts at the location where they were found. And many times the artifacts were weapons of war and could still function. And you can think of this as um, uh, oh. clearing a minefield. So it's very, very dangerous. Yeah. But somebody's got to do it. Yeah, somebody's got to do it, and you're getting all that material back as well. So. Oh, yeah. And if your workforce is totally expendable, whatever. so much better. So with each successful mission to another world, Zancha was actually brutally tortured afterwards so that she would never forget her place in the Phyrexian hierarchy. And all, and all the former newts that were put on these excavation teams for disobeying got the same treatment. So she's, though she is special, obviously in this story because we're talking about her, she's not <laughs> special to Phyrexians, nor is, nor is really anybody else. Anyways, in Phyrexian society, the individual, not important. Yeah. It's, it's all about the whole. So it was in this torture, this repeated torture, that Zancha decided she would wage her own personal war against Phyrexia. Mm-hmm. So let that be a lesson to any anybody out there that's torturing somebody. They're, they might wage war on you. They'll never forget. <laughs> so over the intervening years, when Zancha's duties as a dodger brought her into contact with unexploded devices, she would rig them to explode when they would arrive back at Phyrexia which is kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. So it was on one of these missions to another world that her subterfuge was discovered by the completed members of her excavation team. And, uh, Oh, the complete isn't. Yes. If you remember, um, uh, back to our, uh, I think, I think we talked about this last episode where, uh, it's, completed with an extra a and that just a, a completed phyrexian is one that has all metal parts all yeah complete yeah. artifact but they still maintain their consciousness, consciousness or, or whatever personality yeah the thing that makes you you so instead of killing her for her betrayal immediately they made her dig her own grave which is pretty dark Jeez, this part's a little dark then they strung her up by her hands and began to whip her until she lost consciousness. Jesus. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, something. Yeah, this is supposed to be for kids. <laughs> <laughs> so Zancha thought that she had died, but when she came to, a tall, golden-haired man with, sh- with shining eyes was standing in front of her. Hey. Oh, yeah. This, of course, Here was he Urza. <laughs> He's back. He had seen the, Phyrex- the Phyrexians torturing Zancha and thought she was truly human. So he killed the Phyrexians and rescued her. What wow. a guy, huh? Thanks, Urza. Yeah. Yeah. He did something good. Yeah, for, yeah, well, <laughs> after, all the, after all the bad he's done. <laughs> uh, instead of lying to Urza, Zancha told him that she was also Phyrexian, although she was completely organic in form. She told Urza that... Uh, She told Urza what she was, where she came from, and most importantly, that she wanted to destroy Phyrexia. Hmm. So this is a little, uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Cool. Yeah, I gotta say, if the enemy of my enemy was an all-powerful planeswalker, I'd be, I'd be pretty thrilled with that information. Yeah, Yeah. I would definitely let them know what's up. Yeah. It's like, could you take me with you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that gonna, is that gonna work? You just saved me, because this is a thing that can, you know, happen. (laughs) Um, so uh, here now we have an excerpt from the novel and this was how Urza and Zancha's first meeting 
uh, uh, ended. And this is, uh, we're starting with Urza speaking here. Listen to me closely, Sancha. You belong to me now. Oof, a little, uh, a little possessive. After what was done to you, for whatever reason it was done, you have no cause for love or loyalty to Phyrexia. And if you're clever, you'll tell me everything you know, starting with how you and the other plan to get home. Zantra was clever. Gix himself had conceded that. She was clever enough to realize that this yellow-haired man was both more and less than he seemed. She measured her words carefully. There is a shelter at the bottom of the hill. Take me there. I will show you the way to Phyrexia. Unfortunately, though, for Urza, when Zancho awoke after her torture and rescue, it was days later and Urza had brought her to an entirely different plane to recover. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, right? After you've been tortured and left for dead or tortured almost to death, you know, who knows how long you're going to be unconscious for. Yeah. Right? And just like when you wake up, you just think, it was just, (laughs) this was only a couple hours ago. Yes. You have no idea. Yeah, isn't that the worst when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, man, it must be like 1 a.m. And you look at the clock and it's like almost time to get up. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I hate that. Zantra informed Urza of how she and the other Phyrexians had traveled to that plane and others, but when Urza traveled back to where he found Zantra, the Phyrexians and their planar portal equipment were gone. Mm. Yeah. So Urza was once again no closer to finding Phyrexia. Now, but he had someone to partner up with, which is always nice. You know, it's, it's nice to have a, a buddy, especially for Urza. He's been alone so long. Yeah, for so long. Something and it, you actually like, talk to. Yeah, it's got to be pretty isolating too, being having that much power. Yeah, you can just like go to any plane you want. Yeah, yeah. So it's at this time that Urza created the artifact cyst that Zancha. I hate that word. The artifact cyst that Zancha used to travel from plane to plane. It was a small orb that she had to swallow, and that would remain inside of her indefinitely. Oh, weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. All she had to do was recite a short rhyme, and the cyst would form a protective, transparent armor around her body. Its primary purpose was to protect her from the void that exists between planes, which is also known as the Blind Eternities. Well, that's a cool name. Yeah, they talk about that. I think they talk about that quite a bit more in like the Eldrazi lore, right? Because the Eldrazis live in the in, Blind Eternities. Yeah. Zantra would soon learn that the armor was somewhat malleable, and after some practice, she was able to have the protective material form into an orb around her, like uh, like a bubble boy. Like bubble boy. You remember bubble boy? I think there were multiple bubble boys. Was there? I don't know. Maybe there's just one. <laughs> <laughs> she could also make the orb or bubble float and eventually fly, so she could ride around in it. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's the point of making it an orb when... It's already protecting you anyways. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Then this is going to come back later. (laughs) Um, Zantra could control the orb, and she could also use it to travel across the various planes that she and Urza found themselves on throughout their story. So not just in between planes, but, you know, it's a floating orb, so she can just, like, fly around town with it. Sweet. After Zantra had recovered from her torture and had become proficient in using her protective shield, Urza brought her to an unnamed plane. An unnamed plane. I'm sure it has a name. It's just the writers of this particular novel decided not to give it a name. Sure. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Write your book however you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this plane was a lot like Dominaria and many other planes populated by humans. Urza left Zantra there to wait for him while he continued his search for Phyrexia. Why wouldn't he bring her along? Oh, you know, it's just like why. Maybe, maybe he thought she would slow him down. Maybe, but who knows? He's kind of a jerk. 
<laughs> Which we have learned. Yeah, he's a cool he's a cool character, but yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a wiener. Yeah. When he found the plane, uh, or when he found Phyrexia, he told Zancha he would return for her. Alternatively, if Zancha were to encounter Phyrexians on what was now her plane, she had a small pendant-shaped artifact made by Urza that she wore around her neck. And Zancha was supposed to break the pendant if she encountered Phyrexians. And Urza would know when she did that, which was his cue to return, so that they could take their joint revenge on Phyrexia. Cool. Yeah. All about revenge. Vengeance. That's what I have written here. I don't know why I read it revenge. <laughs> After 200 years with intermittent visits from Urza, Zancha encountered Phyrexians on what had now become her home plane. Hmm. That's a long time. She must have had to move around a lot. So when he, f- oh, Urza didn't find it yet. He was just saying that when he did find it, he would let her know. Yeah. Right. Cool. He'd come, yeah, he'd come get yeah. her. Be like, let's go get these guys. <clears throat> get them. So uh, Zancha did as she uh, was told and uh, alerted Urza using the pendant he'd given her. Urza arrived shortly thereafter, riding a big old dragon engine of his own design and made quick work of the Phyrexian excavation team. Nice. Sort of sounds like he can just like, <clears throat> you know, force explode somebody if he wants to. So sure. I don't know why he needs a big dragon engine, but it's <laughs> super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Might be easier like if there's a ton of people, you know, if you have a big dragon engine, it can hit multiple at once. Right, yeah. Yeah, if you're force exploding one at a time, you're like... I don't know. They don't really get into the extent of his yeah. powers, <laughs> which is, I guess, why we didn't get an Urza Planeswalker. We just got the Urza Lord High Artificer. Yeah. It was before he had powers. So the excavation team was virtually identical to Zancha's in purpose and equipment. Uh, and arguably the most important piece of Phyrexian equipment was the ambulator or the planar portal. I think I said earlier, but then in the book they refer to it um, as an ambulator. As an ambulator. Okay. Ambulator, planar portal, same thing. Same thing. Uh, this was the device that Phyrexians used to planeswalk. And it sort of reminded me of the portal technology from Stargate. Do you know about Stargate, Eric? Yeah, I actually watched a lot of it. The show? Yeah. I watched the movie when it was new with James Spader and Kurt Russell. The movie's good. I never got into the show. Yeah, they had to they so they have their Stargate and you need another Stargate at the other end yeah. assembled yeah. to you travel. To travel. There. It but had some interesting stuff. You could put in like you had to put in different coordinates to connect with the various Stargates. Is that how it worked? I think so. It's been a while since I watched it. I wasn't like too into it. Yeah, it's just like this is on. No, girl thing I was seeing at the time really liked it, so I see. Yeah. That's why I watched it. <laughs> well, we've all been there. Actually, I think in more situations, I've been the one that's like, hey, let's watch like, let's watch Six Feet Under, the super sad show. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so the prime, I'll just explain the how the ambulators work or the uh, planar portals here. So the prime end of the ambulators uh, would start at Phyrexia and it would create a portal to a particular plane. Um, but unlike Stargate you could sort of roll out this portal to a plane. And once you got there, you would take the anchor end with you and you'd have one kind of like this, the, you know, the portal was kind of unstable, but it was stable enough to make it through, put the anchor down, and then you have a stable portal. Cool. And that's sort of how this device would work. At least that's my understanding from, from reading this When you go back, you probably just pick up the anchor and... Yeah. Away you go. Bob's your uncle. So uh, after Urza destroyed the excavation team on Zancha's plane, he used the still active ambulator to travel to Phyrexia, leaving his dragon engine behind. 
because you know it's pretty Probably big, pretty obvious. It's like yeah, it's like, like a small thing. Like think of uh, what is it, the. It's. I kept thinking about the. Uh, well, planar portal is a card. Uh, that's it's which is a lot like planar bridge. It lets you search for a creature something. Well, planar uh, planar bridge lets you search for a permanent card and put it on the battlefield. Um, my point is, is that it would be tough to fit a big dragon engine through it because you're still walking through a little. Planar portal just puts any card into your hand. Into your hand, yeah. Planar bridge is better because it puts it into play. Well, arguably, right? Because you can get any card. Planar portal's permanence. Yeah. Yeah, it, dep- it depends on the deck. They're both good. <laughs> they are both good. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll grant you that. So, several hours passed while Zancha waited near the anchor end of the ambulator with Urza's dragon engine. And Urza's dragon engine is just sitting there. It's not doing anything. When Urza returned, he didn't use the Phyrexian portal. He appeared, and this is super cool, he appeared in a blaze of lightning. Ooh. So he's just like coming through, and he's just there. Wow, that, that'd be super cool. So that's his like own way of planar. Yeah. He's like, I don't well. need, once I know where it is, I don't need the portal anymore. Yeah, I can I'll just, just yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> I, I got it. So Urza remounted his dragon engine and disappeared again into a blaze of lightning, which is also super cool. Doesn't say a thing to Zanchi. He's just like, hey, I know we were going to take revenge on these guys. But I'm you, here now. Yeah, I'm just... I got it. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, Zantra was now alone with the portal, and she wondered if she should use it to travel to Phyrexia to retrieve her heart. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. She wasn't even sure if it was true that all Newt's hearts were taken once they were fully decanted, but, you know, the, the Phyrexian hierarchy tells a lot of truths and a lot of half-truths and a lot of lies. So, mm-hmm. you know, you really don't know. But she just... She's feeling the pull of something. Yeah. Maybe it's her heart. Maybe not. Maybe not. But she did decide that retrieving her heart was worth the risk of returning to Phyrexia. And when she made it through the portal and was back on Phyrexia, in Phyrexia, I I end up saying on more because they're like planes, right? Like you're You're on a plane. plane. Instead of like you're traveling to a different dimension, you're in that dimension. I don't know. Anyways, when she was back... On Phyrexia, she found that there were few Phyrexians in sight, which is probably because Urza's just, like, tearing things Destroying up. Destroying everything. Yeah. Zanch could see why. Urza had torn a path of fire and destruction as he'd been burning his way through the first few spheres of Phyrexia, destroying everything in his path. He's just on a fucking rampage. Yeah, it's super cool. Zancha couldn't worry about Urza. She had to find the Fane of Flesh. That's where the hearts were kept after they were taken. Or, you know, that's what she was told. Zancha made her way to the Fane eventually, and after getting the location of the hearts from a teacher priest that had been half crushed by falling rubble, that's rough. It's Oof. like one of my big fears is getting crushed. Yeah. Half crushed. If you're getting fully it, crushed, you're just dead. You're just dead. That's fine. But if your, like, legs get crushed, oh. you're still alive there. Or if you're half crushed, like, Oof. like left side or right side cr- type of crushed. Oh. But the head is okay. <laughs> the head just... The- <laughs> Ooh, yeah, anyways, enough about getting crushed. Um, <laughs> Zancha traveled to the vault that was, uh, she, she said, so far beneath the fourth sphere floor, it might have been on the fifth. Oh, wow. Yeah, I still don't have, a, after hmm. reading this book, still don't have a clear understanding of the what spheres. What the spheres are. Where they are, where they are in relation to each other. It sort of made me think of the card Auraflux from, which is like that enchantment that uh, at upkeep you have to pay two for each enchantment and it the art is like all these orange uh circles 
And that's sort of what I started to think about when they talk about the spheres of Phyrexia. But it is an artificial plane, so maybe they're just, like, different little, like, terrarium-type things. Yeah, that's what I was thinking that they were. Right? And it's like, are they, I guess, from this, like, are they stacked on top of each other? Right. I think they're all up against each other because it sounds like Urza just goes, like, when he's finished in one, he just blasts his way through. But this is saying that it's so far beneath that it's... On the fifth. It's on the fifth. Right. Which I know. Which means they're like... They're, they'd be stacked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just get tunnel vision and you need somebody else to just... It's kind of weird how like, they always talk about the spheres and never like said like how they work or like where they're positioned. <laughs> yeah. That's like, happened a few times where they talk about something and, but don't it's explain like, it. <laughs> <laughs> and like the Wikipedia pages or like, you know, the, the Magicopedia pages, they don't help. There's no, way more detail in these books, so... <laughs> Yeesh. So when Zantra opened the vault, she found herself staring at a mass of glowing hearts and thought it might take a lifetime to find her own. Uh, so they did take the hearts. Um, wasn't, wasn't a lie. They were there. They were there. As she was looking at the hearts, many of them were going dark, and she realized that that meant those were newts that were dying. Dying. Uh, so even though the heart's separated from a newt, it's still attached to you. And I think like in the in the way that like you can sort of like uh, so like Urza's killing these all all these Phyrexians, some of them being newts, and the hearts are dying. If you were to take a heart and like mash it, you know the newt that's walking around would, would also die. die. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because like in a way that does kind of protect them. Because then if you don't have the heart in you. It's so like if you if you get your heart stabbed, you probably would die. Mm-hmm. If they take the heart out, that can never happen. And then it's a good insurance policy if you have a you know a newt like Zancha right somewhere, and then you're just like, well, we gotta pull the plug on this one. Yeah, just destroy the heart. Right, you're but it good. doesn't doesn't really seem like they have any kind of organization because they're just in a big pile. Probably <laughs> the person like doing it maybe knows, but that's it. <laughs> I bet it just stinks. <laughs> I bet like just Phyrexia just smells awful. That's well, what just, I always it think. Might just smell like machines. Whenever they're there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's probably smells like dirty old rust. Or like, yeah, it probably just smells like metal, like dirty yeah. metal, greasy metal. Anyways. It's enough about how Phyrexia smells. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> Zancha, she eventually found her heart stone, or her heart, uh, but it was too big to swallow, and it was too conspicuous to carry, so she tucked it in her boot and left the faint of flesh. And... Uh, you can, because I've, you know, I read these books and then I, I look up the characters' names in reference, like where they appear on cards or like in art on cards. And you can see a depiction of this, I think, I don't know if this is a direct depiction, uh, in the card Ill-Gotten Gains. And uh, the flavor text on that card was, uh, or is, Urza thought it a crusade. Zancha knew it was robbery. And she's like running away with like a little thing in her hand. And you can see Phyrexians behind her like fighting a blaze. Yep, that's so, exactly it. I think that's what that is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so um, that's where we're going to leave it for today. Zancha found her heart. Urza is battling Phyrexians and just getting his revenge. I don't I don't know what's going to be enough for Urza. I'm worried about him, if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, usually when it's like this kind of like vengeance story, like what next, right? Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I destroyed the whole plane. Guess I'm done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it'll do. You got. That's why you got to have hobbies. Yeah, right? sure. <laughs> we just want to thank you all for listening, and we will pick back up on Urza and Zancha's potential escape from Phyrexia 
on the next episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening again. This is a lot of fun. All right. Take it easy. See ya. Bye now. Turn one soul ring.